There was a story written long ago by a guy named Plato. Now, some of us in this congregation know who Plato is, but some of us don't, and so I'm going to tell those who don't. Plato lived over 2,000 years ago, but his way of thinking about the world and what it is to be human and what it is to live and what it is to die was so intriguing and so wise. People all around have told his stories and woven his truths into their own stories about the world and about being human. In fact, people are still writing about Plato today. So anyway, Plato told a story, and this is it. Plato talks about a man named Ur in this myth of Ur. And Ur dies in a great battle. But instead of dying, he's invited to see what actually happens on the other side of this life and death, and then come back and tell people about his journey and what he saw. And what he saw was incredible. All the souls who ever lived are, or are about to live arrive at this special place, whether they are good or bad or a little of both, like, both, like us. And in this place, souls can view the spiritual underpinnings of this vast universe that is controlled by the weavings of necessity and her three daughters, the fates. Each soul has to pick who they will be in life. Each soul has to pick who they will be in life from a thousand billion trillion gazillion examples. They have all kinds of choices. Every kind of life is possible. And when the souls have chosen their lives, whether wisely or foolishly, or like most of us, a little bit of both, the souls are given a divine guardian spirit called a daemon to accompany them through the life they have chosen. Then everyone is brought to the river of forgetfulness. Everyone goes to the river of forgetfulness. And all the souls must drink from that river of forgetting. Some drink just the required amount, and others drink way too much. As the souls drink, they begin to forget. They forget everything that's happened and everything they've chosen and everything about the vast spiritual underpinnings of the cosmos, and they fall asleep. Then in the middle of the night, in the midst of a thunderstorm and a great earthquake, the souls are swept up into the night sky like shooting stars flung in all different directions. And at the right time and at the right moment, the souls are born, but ugh, they don't remember a thing. All that the souls have are their daemon, that spirit guide, tucked away in the deep recesses of their being who whispers and reminds the soul, this is you. Try this.
This will make you remember. In the very last passage of the story, Plato says that by preserving the myth of Ur, we may better preserve ourselves and prosper. What he's saying is that even if this story is not fact, there is something in this myth that is true, and it will help you. In this big, scientific, consumeristic, psychologistic world of ours, we are told that each of us is simply a messed up mix of our genetics, our things, and our experiences. We have reduced our lives, our beings, to simply defining ourselves as a result. We are a result of our DNA, of our experiences. What's missing is this essential truth, what Plato was trying to say in his story. There is something particular about you that feels like you. You are more than your hurts, your things, your DNA, your tragedies, or your successes. There is something that makes you, you, and it is holy. I bet you every parent in this sanctuary will attest to the fact that on the day you were born, you were not born a blank slate or a pile of silly putty. You came into this world with something that made you, you. And it is your soul's work, your work, to remember who you are and what makes you, you. Now believe me, there are a thousand things, a thousand trillion powerful things that want you not to remember that want you to keep drinking from the river of forgetting. And they are tailored to different groups of people. If you're a kid, those powerful things may be telling you that you need to look a certain way, or have certain things, or be with a particular group in order for you to really be you. Or if you're a person of color, they may be telling you that you are not quite the norm that there is something a little bit different about you, that your experience of life doesn't quite count. Or if you are white, they may be telling you that there is something that makes you a little bit better, that your experience of life is what counts, that your privileged perspective is the norm. All of these things, these powerful, powerful things, keep us from our soul's work. But remember in the story, each soul is given a daemon, a spirit guide to help prod and poke and tickle the soul into remembering. This is you. This will make you remember. (laughs) 
Plato called it your daemon. In this church, we often call this prodding or poking or inkling the still small voice within. That inner wisdom that wells up seemingly out of nowhere and speaks truth. Sometimes it sounds like my fingers rubbing together right next to my ear, only it's in my heart. Try it. These remembering moments happen all the time. They happen all the time. It's just that people don't talk about it much outside of church. For example, there was a skinny kind of awkward young girl who signed up for the amateur night at the Harlem Opera House. As a girl stood on stage, shaking in her shoes, the announcer began, ladies and gentlemen, the next contestant is a young lady named Ella Fitzgerald. Miss Fitzgerald is going to dance for us. Oh, oh whoop, hold on, hold on. Then Ella started to whisper. Okay, okay, correction. Miss Fitzgerald has changed her mind. She's not going to dance. She's going to sing. This, my friends, is a true story. And the rest is history. You may have never heard of her, but in my book, Ella Fitzgerald is the greatest jazz singer that has ever been. Look her up on iTunes. She's really good. <laughs> I think it was her daemon talking to her that night, that still small voice that wells up when you least expect it, that made Ella change her mind at the very last second while she's standing on stage. I think she heard her daemon whisper, this is you. Try this. This will make you remember. There is something about growing up that is actually about climbing down. Climbing down into who you are, what you really need to do, and how to remember. Another way you remember is not quite as fun, but it's the truth, and as a minister, I'm sworn to tell the truth as best I understand it, so here it is. The other way you remember is by falling down, by failing miserably at something, by tragedy, by betrayal, by death, by something that knocks you off your spiritual feet and you are devastated. And you won't know what way is up. The way up is the way down, says mystic and writer Richard Rohr, or the way down is the way up.
Jesus says it, the Buddha says it, the Tao says it, the prophets proclaim it, but few of us want it. In fact, we actually work very hard to avoid it. But the truth is, we must seriously lose at something to gain at everything. Falling down opens us, opens us up to spaces and ways of being we cannot fathom. Falling up is a way to a deeply resonant spiritual life, a life that begins to resemble an altar instead of a map going from here to there. Listen to our modern-day prophet, Annie Dillard. In the deeps are the violence and terror of which psychology has warned us. But if you ride these monsters down, if you drop with them farther over the world's rim, you find that our sciences cannot locate or name the substrate, the ocean or matrix or ether which buoys the rest, which give, gives goodness its power for good and evil its power for evil. The unified field are complex and inexplicable caring for each other and for our life together here. This is not, this is a given. It is not learned. When we remember, when we, re, when we remember, we don't simply remember who we are, we remember that we are deeply connected. We remember our unity in wondrous variety. We remember the very beginning of Plato's story that all the souls are together in the vast cosmos, a great communion of witnesses as they view the spiritual underpinnings of the universe. You don't have to go it alone. In fact, you can't do it alone. You don't have to buy the age-old adage, onward and upward forever and by yourself. In fact, life, life of the spirit, the directions are all mixed up. They are not the way you think you might be going. In fact, science and religion speak with one voice. The real of reality is relationship. Here in this place, in this church, we come together to drink from the river of remembering. We drink from the river of remembering, of listening to who we are. We remember the substrate, the ocean, the unified field of complex and inexplicable caring for each other and our lives together. We remember that we are connected. Who I am is connected to who you are. Who Reverend Kate is is connected to what this church is. 
who Reverend John is, is connected to who Reverend Justin is, is connected to what this church is, is connected to who Reverend Jen is, who is connected to who Lauren is, and Reverend Elaine, and Satya, and Monroe, and Neela, and Caitlin, and Jada, and Jared, and Randy, and the choir, and the instrumentalists, and Meredith, and Michael, and all of us, we are all of us here to remember. Come, let us drink from the river of remembering and make an altar of this life. Amen. <laughs>